The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Mark. Jesus came to Capernaum with his followers, and on the Sabbath he entered the synagogue and taught. The people were astonished at his teaching, for he taught them as one having authority and not as the scribes. In their synagogue was a man with an unclean spirit. He cried out, What have you to do with us, Jesus of Nazareth? Have you come to destroy us? I know who you are, the Holy One of God. Jesus rebuked him and said, Quiet, come out of him. The unclean spirit convulsed him and with a loud cry came out of him. All were amazed and asked one another, What is this? A new teaching with authority. He commands even the unclean spirits and they obey him. His fame spread everywhere throughout the whole region of Galilee. The Gospel of the Lord. In the last couple of days, as I've walked out from the sacristy back, you know, out here into the main body of the church, it takes a little bit of getting used to, right? Like, everything looks so empty and sparse right now. And uh, as, as we go into uh, ordinary time, my sister got me a t-shirt. You can get just about anything on Etsy now and, like, personalize it, which is just great. And so she got me a t-shirt that's, like, this color green, and it says, ordinary time is still extraordinary. And I was just thinking about, like, you know, of course, walking around, it's just like, there's just so few people that would understand what that even means, right? <laughs> you just have to be Catholic and, like, no. And so, um, but, but that's the thing I kind of wanted to mention today. Like, as we move into ordinary time and we just think about our lives in the terms of ordinary and extraordinary, that's something that they, that's really important for us. I often mention that idea of, you know, we should receive the grace of God in the ordinary way that he gives us, right? So he gives us ordinary ways to receive his sanctifying grace, which are, which are primarily the sacraments. So that's the way that we should, generally speaking, you know, seek him. However, but we also have to realize that God always has the ability to work outside of the ordinary things he's given us, right? So he can do extraordinary intervention, interventions, extraordinary miracles, all kinds of things like that, if he needs to. But the reason that they're extraordinary is because that they don't happen often, right? You know, but it's, it's through the ordinary that we should regularly receive him into our lives. And so in, in one of the books I'm reading right now, uh, there's a specific example that they give of the demonic. We notice, of course, in the gospel, right here in this situation, that there is a man with an unclean spirit. This is an extraordinary situation. It's not, it's not the norm. Now, for Jesus, it might seem a little bit more like normal, but remember, these are like extracts. Extraordinary circumstances from his life are some of the things that were compiled to, for us to read to understand what his authority is, how much power he actually has. And so one of the things it mentions about the demonic is that demons work in the same way. They would rather stay in the background so we don't see that they're really active 
and tempt us in ordinary ways. If you have something that is like easy for you to fall into or something like that, I don't know, maybe it's like overeating or, um, you know, being judgmental or, or kind of being angry with people or like short-tempered or something like that, he would much rather tempt you in those ways than to do anything extraordinary. What ends up being, but he can also do what Jesus can do in the regard of acting in an extraordinary way. That's like demonic possession, where you actually can see the demonic made manifest in sort of some weird, unusual, extraordinary public display. And so Satan can act in similar ways to Christ, although he is not Christ, right? He doesn't have the authority of Christ, but he kind of mimics some of that power in a lot of ways. So that's why we have to kind of be aware of his wiles and everything like that. And so we have to continue to receive him in every way that we can ordinarily to receive his grace. And, you know, in some ways, just because those things can happen, the extraordinary can happen, sometimes we can be fixated on more the extraordinary than we are the ordinary way of receiving, receiving the Lord. So it's important for us to realize that. Uh, the priest, Father John Ricardo, who I'll mention on, on occasion, he has this one description. So one of the things you notice that they talk about is the authority of Jesus. Who, who is this? Who preaches unlike the other religious teachers and has this authority? That's what we claim in the Catholic Church, to have authority. You know, and, and here's the way that John Ricardo would, would describe it in a way. He's just like, here's this box. The box is the Catholic, the Catholic Church, right? We, we make the claim, huge claim, to have the fullness of the faith. Some people don't like that. It ruffles people's feathers to be like, oh, so you guys think you're the best, do you? It's like, yes, we do. That's exactly what we're saying, you know, <laughs> in some ways. You know, not in an arrogant way, but we're saying there's a fullness there. Um, and so inside of this box is everything contained in the faith that the Lord Jesus Christ gives us in himself. And so in other places, you might have something like, ah, you know, if you look at the eight-way noble path of, like, of Buddhism, it's really similar to the Ten Commandments. When you look at it, you're like, oh, wow, that's a lot like the Ten Commandments. Well, that's a part of the truth, you know, and it's just like, and then you might look at somebody else, just other, other Christians that are, that are not Catholic. Well, they believe that Jesus Christ is the Savior. They believe in the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. You're like, well, yeah, that's, that's a part of the truth, a big part of the truth, right? But they're all outside of the box, right? They're from the box, but they're outside of the box. The Catholic Church is the box. You know, everything contained in it, the fullness all comes from there. So you can have partial truths out in the world. You can take things from the box and still have a truth out there. But do you want to live in partial truths, or would you rather live in the fullness of the truth? And so that's the question right there. And so those who actually start to follow Jesus, you know, and it says right in the beginning, his disciples were following him. Those who follow him seek to live inside of the box, in the fullness of the truth. Now, that being said, it takes some time, right? Every one of us here, it took time for us to understand more of the fullness of the truth, and it's unfolding every day, right? We, sometimes God reveals himself more and more and more fully throughout our journey of faith, but we want to stay close to him in his truth, in the fullness of his truth, as much as we possibly can in our life. And that's 
pretty much what makes ordinary time extraordinary for all of us. God bless you all.